Hi everyone, you're listening to the very first episode of FTW for the Women podcast. I'm your host, Quan Luo. FTW podcast is part of FTW Retreat, a creative retreat for women leaders in tech. I started podcast as a way to meet more like-minded women in the industry to talk about career advice, lessons learned, and most importantly, how do we take care of ourselves in this day and age. To kick off the podcast, I have the honor to speak with Sabrina Majid. She was a design manager at BuzzFeed in New York City. Before that, she designed apps for Memo, Miso, and Etuit. I know of Sabrina because of her latest project, The Inbox, a weekly newsletter on unique places to stay around the world that costs no more than $300 a night. You should absolutely subscribe to it at the inbox with 2n.co. In this episode, we talked about her choice of moving to Bangkok after New York City, her year of travel in Southeast Asia, and her aha moments along the way. So without further ado, the very first episode of FTW Podcast with Sabrina Majid. I wanted to talk to you about so many things, all the passions that it seems like we share, travel, um, you know, figuring out what's next after design, um, you know, self-care and all those things that awesome things that you're doing. So yeah, I want to maybe just start, there's no script. I don't have a question prepared, but I was like, I just want to know, like, why are you in Bangkok? Okay. Uh, so why, why Bangkok specifically, or why am I not in New York? Or no, why, why Bangkok so specifically? Okay. Well, Bangkok specifically, because um, I have family here. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's kind of a weird story, but both of my parents grew up in Bangkok. Um, my mom is actually Thai Chinese, and my dad is Pakistani, but my grandpa on my dad's side worked for the UN in Bangkok. Um, but the weird part is that they didn't meet in Bangkok. Like they met in Texas like years later, but they just both happened to have spent like time in their childhood in Mm -hmm. Bangkok. And I still have, um, an uncle on my mom's side who lives here. Um, and like a lot of cousins who are maybe like 10 years older than me. And so it's, it was nice to like go somewhere where I, I like understand the language enough to get around. And I, I know somebody here, like I have family here. Yeah, so is Bangkok yeah. temporarily a home base for you? Yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, we, like, have, like, a year-long lease, um, and we travel somewhere once a month, mm-hmm. so it's, like, kind of, like, every two to three weeks, we're just, like, in Bangkok. Um, That's awesome, yeah, living. it's pretty cool. Yeah. How is it comparing to living in New York as a home base? Ooh, I mean, it's definitely just, like, a more affordable home base for traveling, for yeah. sure. And all the places that, like, we want to go are, are very accessible from here. Totally. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's, in some ways, it's kind of similar to New York. Like, it's a big city, um, and it's, like, very, like, bustling city. Yeah. I think there's, like, there's less foot traffic. Like, mm-hmm. uh, more people rely on, like, cars and, like, motorbikes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely more polluted. Air quality is not great compared to New York. Like, it actually makes me appreciate <laughs> New York air quality. It's weird. But... Um, all relative. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. Cool. Wait, how much do you pay for rent in Bangkok? Just so I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, we, so, I guess, like, for context, we have a two-bedroom in a high-rise building, like, in a... I guess like a somewhat trendy neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. We pay about eleven hundred a month. Yeah, um, really nice. Yeah, so it's it's like something that like we it's about half of what we were paying in. Um, we used to live in Bedstuy, mm-hmm. so it's like about half of that. But we have like um, I, I think like the total space might not be that much bigger, but the way it's utilized is a lot exactly. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the amenities like there's a pool, there's a gym, like. Elevator. Yeah, yeah. New York makes me realize how much more space you can get with the same amount of money that you're paying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is amazing. Yeah. So how long have you moved to Bangkok? Um, let's see. We moved there in December, so I guess it's been like ten months now. Yeah, and yeah. that's is that when you left Buzzfeed? Uh, no, I, well, I actually left BuzzFeed last summer, but mm-hmm. I we knew that we were going to move to Bangkok, and I wanted to, like, experience, like, my last summer yeah. in New York and to actually, like, have that time free to do stuff in New York. Yes. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I decided to leave, like, earlier than I perhaps needed to, but, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. So, what was your things on your bucket list for the summer? Oh, I don't know. There was there wasn't too much like specific stuff. It was more just like I just wanted the time to like yeah. actually experience like walking around the city during the day while like everyone else is at work. Um, <laughs> yeah. There were a, a lot of restaurants on my bucket list originally, and then I kind of got tired of like eating out. All the yes. Time. Or like a lot of those restaurants that end up on people's like New York bucket list. I think like、mm-hmm. if you keep going to them too often, they kind of all start to like blur together.、It's、yes, like, totally. All like you know like whatever trendy. So I kind of like stopped with that bucket list like,、mm-hmm. after、yeah. like a month or two. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm、totally. good. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like I now I'm in Portland this week for XOXO,、oh, right. and you know everyone's been talking so much about Portland restaurants. And、right. I was eating at every single like you know all the different restaurants for lunch and dinner, and now I'm like I just need to like order in or like or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even care what kind of food I'm like as long as it's like decent, it would be probably pretty delicious to eat it at home in like comfortable environment. Yeah, I actually think like that's almost what I ended up enjoying more after I left BuzzFeed was like I. Went grocery shopping a lot. Like I, I could actually go to Trader Joe's when it wasn't crowded and there、yeah. wasn't huge line. And I liked. I just enjoyed having the time to make lunch for myself, like、yes. at home. Totally. Yeah. 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 That, that I totally relate to that. So, so after Buzzfeed, you were kind of traveling for a little bit, and now what are you working on? Um. Well, so I'm working on the inbox, my like newsletter, just like. Mostly focused on places to stay, in, like all around the world. But sometimes I do like different topics. Like、mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you saw the last one, but like Julius did like a food,、mm-hmm. uh, food guide for Taiwan.、Um, it's it's more like I guess like a writing project because I've always been interested、yes. in writing, but never done it in a super formal way.、Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like one thing I did la- like right before I left BuzzFeed was I did a residency like. On the editorial team,、mm-hmm. which kind of like taught me a lot and like cemented my interest in writing.、Mm. Um, so this has just been like a cool like writing project. Yeah.、Uh, and then I'm taking on just like a little bit of freelance work on the、mm-hmm. side in addition to that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And how I'm curious, how did you at BuzzFeed? Was there a kind of a perfect opportunity for you to leave?、Um, Like, how do you know when the time when you left was a good timing? Oh yeah, I think. I mean, I think like I was said I was gonna leave for like six months before、yeah. I actually did it. Yeah. Because then like something would always like come up.、Mm-hmm. Um, like I knew that I wanted to do that residency before I left. Like I、mm-hmm. wanted to take advantage of the fact that I could do something like that.、Mm-hmm. So first it was like, okay, I need to do the residency before I leave. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it more, and I was like, "Well, I feel I would feel really guilty if I went to another team for eight weeks, and then right when I came back, I put in my notice."、Mm-hmm. I was like, "That probably isn't like a good way to leave." So <laughs> then I was like, "Okay, I'll stay for like a month after." Then a month or two months, and and like yeah, like you have like all these commitments and like projects. Like、um, like I was a manager, so there were like things my reports were doing that、okay. I I was like I need to see them like finish this project or、yeah. this accomplishment. Totally. I don't want to like leave them. So <laughs> yeah, halfway through a project. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so after you finished the residency, do you know right away that inbox is something that you wanted to do versus? Ah,、uh, yeah. I mean, I'd been thinking about it for a long time. I guess. So I guess way before the inbox, like I like I guess it's always been like kind of like I don't know how to describe it. My like. Like yeah, I guess like dream, like that kind of came about at some point in my early twenties that I wanted to own a hotel, which is like a very like far fetched. I have the same dream. Don't. Yeah. So. Yes. It was one of those things where I'm like, okay, like I'm probably not gonna like be able to do that tomorrow or something, but like I wanted some way to like channel like my interest in that. So it's it's also kind of like for me, almost like doing research. Yes, like looking at all the things that I like about different places, and like、mm-hmm. it forces me to think about like what's like the ideal experience for、yeah. a guest, or especially for someone like me, like someone in our generation.、Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started, I guess. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah I I kind of I have the same dream to want to open up a hotel. Yeah. And, and just like the passion for travel, 
that like I'm trying yeah. to figure out like how do I do that full time and how do I like constantly traveling so it's not just a luxurious thing I do on my vacation yeah um, exactly yeah aspect of kind of my experience so far leaving a corporation and then trying to figure out something on my own yeah so how um how do you pull it off like do you have to do stay in the hotels to write the reviews and how how can you like financially sustain yeah that's a good question it's yeah. definitely expensive i yeah. mean i think obviously like yeah like having bangkok as the home base which not even outside of rent like um food costs are really low um like even like you don't like people don't even need insurance here like a lot of at least if you're an expat a lot of people pay out of pocket mm-hmm. um so i feel like just general cost of living is low here so we do end up spending more when we travel because we yeah. feel like we can't actually i wouldn't even say we spend a lot when we travel it's more that we just travel so much yeah it adds so up. it's like yeah and at, in total we are spending a lot but we do um I mean, even when I was working, like, I never really, like, splurged on hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even on, like, a tech salary, I feel like there's, like, a certain threshold that, like, I'm not, like, I don't feel good about. So I've okay. always sort of tried to stay, like, like usually under 200 and even ideally, like, as close to 100 or, mm-hmm. like, lower as possible. Um, so I, like, keep – I've done the same thing, like, this year um, mm-hmm. for the inbox. There's, like – a few exceptions where I'll, it's like, okay, maybe it's worth spending more. Um, yeah, I still try to like stick to that budget. Yeah. Yeah. So when you travel to those places, are those places, and how do you decide like where you're going to go next? But, uh, do you mean like the location? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, we kind of, so we originally were only going to be here for six months. That mm-hmm. was the original plan. And yeah, we were trying to decide like which, yeah, like what countries, what cities do we want to visit? And I think like after three months, we realized there's no way we're going to get to every place that we want to go. Decided to extend it to a year and then it kind of just somehow ended up working out where we're going to be, we will have gone to like almost every country in the Mm -hmm. region. Um, Like we're not going to Myanmar, um, like it just didn't feel like good choice right now given like what like going on over there um but yeah we've managed to like every other country yeah so, yeah it just kind of like worked out i guess time-wise that's cool and how much preparation do you do before you set foot there and decide you know what are you going to write about yeah i do a lot of preparation like i feel like um like people like sometimes ask like how do you like find like good places to stay and I feel like for me it's always that I look at least three months out Mm -hmm. Um, like I've I've never been good at like last minute travel but Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's like if you want to stay like at like a really like a a hotel that's like a good value where it's like it's not expensive but it's also really nice then you kind of have to look yeah out in advance Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah usually it's like on average, three months out. That mm-hmm. I'm yeah. So now kind of, at December travel? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's the next month that I haven't planned yet is December. Yeah. Like uh-huh. everything up until then is booked. And I've also learned to like basically plan the whole trip around the availability of the place I want to stay at, mm. like the hotel, yeah. um, which I can do only because I'm not like working full time. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think that I'm like half working and half taking off schedule has been working out really nicely. Like just be able to have the freedom to, yeah. to not report to someone or having yeah. someone else having control over my schedule. It's like, it's, it's surprising. I, I, I guess it's not surprising, but it's, it's extremely <laughs> liberating that I did not yeah. experience that before. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that I, do you find interesting is I feel like it's it's kind of a weird contradiction where like you can save a lot of money if your um your schedule is flexible like you can fly on the cheapest dates like stay somewhere on the cheapest dates but it's yeah. a contradiction because like you have to be in a very good position to be able to have that flexibility it's true yeah like, to be totally. able to take a year off of full-time work or, yeah like, so it's like an interesting yeah totally so now that you are 10 months in do you think you will go back to a city like New York or going back to doing something full-time? 
Yeah, we like, we debate, or I debate about it a lot. Like, what do I want to do? Like, a part of me definitely feels like a little bit of pressure to go Mm -hmm. back to a full-time job Mm -hmm. at like a tech company. I think just to like, almost like recoup, like the expenses from Mm -hmm. the year. Um, Because it's just, it's, even though it's like, like we have savings, like it's all, it's all like fine, but it's a very, I still don't think I'm totally comfortable with like watching my bank account, like just dwindle without making it up at the same pace. Yes. Um, yeah, like not used to that yet. And I don't think it's sustainable. Like, yeah. um, I, I think, yeah, it's more a question like, do I want to keep freelancing when I go back or mm-hmm. like join a company? Yeah, I, I guess I'm at such a beginning stage of that experience. So for me, I'm three months in and yeah, I just have this kind of, I didn't have this panic or like this kind of big realization yet, but every month when I do my budget, it's a new feeling that yeah, right. <laughs> down and it's only going down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost stressful kind of in the back of your mind. Maybe yeah, it's just like more and more louder like that voice, you know, as the month goes on. Yeah. I don't know, do yeah, you experience just, a change throughout? Um, a little bit. If anything, I think the thing that changes is actually getting closer to the end of this period of yeah. this break where I'm like, oh, like, I will, like, very soon, like, be recouping. Like, yeah, like, knowing that it, this isn't forever, like, the, like dwindling <laughs> bank account. Yeah. yeah I'm like, and, and knowing that, like, as soon as I, I guess, put my mind to it and, like, I'm like, I'm going to, full-time even if it's freelancing full-time like kind of having I guess the confidence or reassurance like I will like make it yeah yeah totally that's really that's so fascinating kind of coming to the realization that this is not going to be forever yeah how does that change your work on the inbox knowing that like yeah might not be (laughs) yeah that's that one I I mean I'll definitely I definitely plan to like keep writing it I don't know if I'll write every week like Mm -hmm. I've been trying to um just because I feel like I'll run out of places to talk about if I'm not traveling all the time um but but yeah I definitely want to like keep it going in in some Mm -hmm. way (laughs) yeah Yeah. because right now you're not really taking any like sponsorships on inbox so yeah you're writing passion project yeah yeah totally yeah so how what about um like self-care on this lifestyle what things do you do to kind of keep yourself sane and also I'm really interested in how do you keep your relationship sane that's a good question um well I guess like the I think the main thing that I sort of picked up this year is um so when we first moved to Bangkok I actually wanted to find like a pole dancing studio because Mm -hmm. I took like a pole dancing class like in New York like the month before I left and I loved it I thought it was so great so originally I was like oh I need to find like a place to go in Bangkok and um there happened to be like there's it's not as popular here as it is in New York Mm -hmm. and so there's only like three places in Bangkok and one of those places is like a 10 minute walk from my apartment which seemed like this like happy coincidence um so I went there and they actually, they do pole dancing, but they also do aerial um, hammock. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took the pole dancing class first. It was way harder than it was in <laughs> New York. Like, they were not playing at all. Like, they, they were like, it was an introduction class. And I was like, this is not an introduction class. Like, and then, like, the teacher was just like, what did they teach you in New York? Like, she was so confused. Like, why can't you do anything? And, um... So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll try, like, the other class. And, like, <laughs> I ended up, like, loving the aerial class. Like, it was just mm-hmm. so much fun. Because I think, like, um, like I felt like one thing that I really that I really didn't like, I guess, like, working full-time in New York, I barely had any time for, like, totally. fitness or, like, yeah. like, it just was hard for me. Um, yeah. And I, I used ClassPass in New York, mm-hmm. which I realized, like, it was cool, but I never ended up finding anything that I like liked enough to just commit to that. Totally. Um, so anyways, I, I like have been going like, yeah, like I feel like anywhere from like two to five days a week now when oh, I'm nice. super dedicated. 
Yeah, and it's been cool to find something and like mm-hmm. actually see my prog- or feel my progression. Mm-hmm. Like stick to something long enough and and now it's like I feel like it's like my happy place. Um, I go and I'm not stressed out. Like I have so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it's great because like, especially when I started have like not really being in shape when I first started, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Ariel is kind of cool because physics kind of carries you halfway. So you never feel like, oh, I can't do this Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, like gravity is just going to like help you. Yeah. (laughs) So Yeah. So I definitely like, yeah, that's like my main self-care thing now. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, going there and like, I love the people there and like everything. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. something else like that that you do? I think exercise is something that it's so important for physical and emotional and mental health. Is there yeah. something else that um, uh, you do to try to like keep it together? Um. I guess in some ways, like, going shopping in Bangkok is, like, a little bit of, like, a psychological, just, like, it's really nice because, like, clothes are so affordable here, Mm -hmm. Um, like, really, really crazy affordable, and I don't feel, like, as much guilt or anything going shopping, and, like, I won't even, like, buy that much, but there's there's so much stuff to look at, so it's just, like, walking through, like, and, like, um, like, there's, like, some areas, like, shopping centers, and they tend to have, like, really cool, like, cafes, and, like, mm-hmm. bubble tea shops, so it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the whole experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, that's for yourself. Um, yeah, I will, I'm so super curious. How do you and Julius do it? Because you guys have this lifestyle together, which is very yeah. different from doing it by myself, right, by, mm-hmm. by yourself. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like in some ways our day-to-day, it's almost like we're at work, um, especially because right now I'm, I'm working on a freelance project. So mm-hmm. like from the time I wake up to like the time I go to my aerial class, like I basically am like working and he's had um, some like personal projects he's been working on. So it's like, we're, it's like quiet. It's like we're both just working during the day. Yeah. So in some ways it's, yeah, it's like kind of as if we were at work and having two bedrooms like it's like sometimes he'll go into the other bedroom to like do his thing um so it feels like we have our own personal space yeah yeah and then when we're on vacation it's just like we're on vacation totally yeah on vacation you're also taking a ton of notes a ton of pictures yeah yeah i will say sometimes it gets a little exhausting because like sometimes i'll get to a hotel like really late and i'm like I don't really want, like, I just want to, like, fall asleep, but then I'm, like, I got to take photos before we, like, ruin the bed. Yeah. (laughs) So sometimes it is a little exhausting, and I'm, like, Julia's, like, don't put your backpack down anymore. (laughs) Like, move to that corner of the room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, because I I find it funny because, um, yeah, when, so my husband also works full-time remote, so he works from anywhere. Um. But like in the beginning of the month when I, as so I left in June, so in July, we're both traveling together. That was okay. the first time ever that both of us spent 24 seven together, know, together, which was such an interesting and different experience. Like I was talking to my European friends who were like, oh, you guys don't do that? I'm like, yes, because in the US you don't have, you know, eight the weeks time. of vacation time. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. So that was so shocking, I guess. Um, well, we already have like a rhythm going, but it was still like a bit of adjustment to yeah. see each other so constantly without other people around, right? Like, or you're not. Yeah, without other people. Yeah, because even if you're in the same space, you're still kind of like, there's awareness of another person in there and it's always the same person, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I do remember, I think like three months in, we did have like this, I guess, like, moment where, like, because, um, like, I, I had started going to my, like, aerial class, but he mm-hmm. wasn't really doing anything, like, outside of the apartment. I think, yeah. like, the time, like, I came home, I was, like, really tired. It's, like, okay, I've been working on my freelance project all day. I went to class, and I, like, 
just wanted to like watch TV or something and he was playing video games all day and I was just like could I just like have the apartment to myself for like an hour a week and then after that he kind of like started actually finding meetups and like things to do yeah I I was like I just need like yeah yeah also have because I was like he gets a chance to um, have the space to himself when I go to my class or like, totally yeah. yeah yeah so is that something now that it's kind of more of a routine that you yeah, want now it's routine? more of a rhythm yeah, yeah totally it took yeah. a couple months to get used to that I'm sure yeah I think it was even having a couple months just to realize it was even an issue mm-hmm. yeah. yeah where I was like oh yeah like I haven't actually been yeah just like by myself <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. Totally. I totally, I, I'm kind of see. I'm interested in seeing how that will change because now we are so nomadic, like every month we stay at different places. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing if we were to pick a temporary home base, like how does that, like how does that rhythm going to like settle a little bit? Because now we're yeah. having so much, it's so difficult to have like a routine and that's something that we both start to realize that we probably will need. In order yeah, to definitely. Sanity. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. Yeah. So when you travel, when you left, when you yeah left New York, did you put all your stuff into storage? Like, what did um, you bring to Bangkok? Yeah, originally we were gonna do storage, and then it ended up just being. I think we managed to sell enough stuff, like a lot of our big furniture we sold, and then um, I decided like rather than putting in storage it would cost about the same to just actually get it all the stuff shipped to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, that way we actually, cause if we put it in storage, we'd have to come back to New York to like get it out of storage. Um, like one thing we decided when we left New York was like, we're like actually leaving New York. Like we're not planning on coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, okay, now, now we, like, we don't have to come back just to get our furniture. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing I actually wanted to ask is, um, and it didn't earlier, was leaving New York was a mutual decision. Yeah. Between you two. And how well, do you yeah. Oh, yeah? Uh, well, I'll say, I think, yeah, mutual, but I would say, like, started, I think, different timing for starting to, like, think about the idea or, like, coming around to the idea. Yeah, I would love to know more about that. Like, what was that process like? I think, for me, I... I feel like I had a harder time. Like I moved to, I lived in San Francisco before I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. I always think like if you've lived in like another city as an adult first, like that just like is the thing that you compare everything to. And mm-hmm. even though there are a lot of things I really prefer about New York to mm-hmm. San Francisco, there are also things that are way harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think like, I think like living alone in New York, which I did for the first like three years I lived there was really really hard Hmm. um especially financially yeah and it just like didn't feel sustainable and like like I I've known like a lot of other people who live by themselves in New York who have gone through the same thing where at some point you're just like and especially like as you get older you're like oh like do I have to move back in with roommates Mm -hmm. like I thought that I'd like had gotten past that point right um so I, I actually, even before, yeah, before we moved in together, I was starting to feel like, I think I'm ready to leave New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, we did move in together, and that alleviated a lot of, like, the financial burden. Yeah. Um, and then I adopted a dog in New York, which made me love New York, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Like, yeah. experiencing it with a pet is, like, just, like, awesome. Um, and we, we were, so we were actually going to move, we were planning to move with our dog, but sadly she passed away a few months before we were supposed to move. Um, so in some ways it also just kind of ended up being this weird, like, bookend, I feel like, to our time in New York. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, it's this time. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So even if you're thinking you wouldn't move back, despite the fact that you still might want to do freelancing and... Yeah, yeah, because I think, like, I feel like also as I, like, the longer I lived in New York, my lifestyle changed a lot. Like, when I first moved, it was, like, fine. Like, I um, didn't mind paying a lot of money for, like, a small apartment because I'd go out a lot. Yeah. Like, um, and then, like, towards, like, um, especially, like, yeah, like, with the dog, uh, the last year, we just, like, spent so much time at home. Yeah. And I think, like, when you spend that much time at home, you start to think about, yeah, like, the finance of it and the practicality of like 
Totally. Um, yeah, if I'm not actually like utilizing the city as much as maybe I should be, is it worth being here? Yeah. Yeah, that's such a that's a common thing that I'm hearing, especially from like amongst friends. You know, like they no longer they move out of this life stage of um, taking advantage of when you cast your offer. Yeah. They home buddies. They cook and they have friends over, and you don't need to be in the city anymore. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, for some people, that means, like, moving, you know, just, like, moving further out in New York or, like, upstate. Um, I think for me, because, like, I'm originally from Texas, like, mm-hmm. it's always been about, I guess, like, getting closer to back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you will, after the, the year in Bangkok, would you move back to the U.S.? Yeah. Close yeah, we definitely want to move back to the U.S. Like, I think, like... Yeah, like being closer to family for both of us is like, yeah. uh, I think a big priority right now. Do you know yeah. where yet? No. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, we're like, it's going to be like somewhere in between like Austin and San Francisco, like mm-hmm. somewhere on the West Coast or the South. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that you went through this of almost a year and kind of like know, knowing there is an end to that. I think there was a lot of, beauty to taking some time off and knowing that like all right it's not going to be forever but um, yeah it's like what we can do for a year and yeah I mean it definitely forces us to think like experience as much as we can yeah 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 I have a fear that like I wouldn't be able to go back you know the to the mm, to um, like yeah having a different lifestyle now that I'm I travel so much now that I only work on my projects it'll be difficult to go back to like client work or even working for a company. And that's like my fear. And I don't know, it hasn't like creeped up that often, but I'm just like keeping the back of my mind. I was like, oh, what if I couldn't go back? Like what if <laughs> like there's no way I will be able to sit in front of my computer all day long? I definitely feel that fear and pressure. Like yeah. I... Like, I think about, like, especially the last few months at BuzzFeed, like, as much as I liked working there, like, I started to just get really, like, frustrated with the idea of, yeah, just, like, someone expects me to be at my desk for, like, eight hours of a day, but, like, I don't actually need that much time to, like, complete, like, Mm -hmm. whatever it is I need to do that day. Totally. And I always think about, like, all the other things I could be doing with my time. So like, mm-hmm. I guess like the flexibility of time is something I don't know if I'm ready to give up yet. Yeah. Like just the expectation of like being, yeah, just like at a desk or being totally. yeah. somewhere. Um, but I will say like something that's made me, I actually like really look forward to like um, settling down somewhere again. Mm-hmm. I guess um, like the longer that we've been here, the more it's like, um, well, a, like, we know that we want to adopt a dog again. So it's like, yeah. that's one of the things that makes me want to go home again. Totally. I'm like, I'm so ready to like have like, you know, like, um, yeah, like a pet in my life again. And we can't do that here. Yeah. Um, and also with like um, the aerial classes and like, I really enjoy it so much that I want to, when I go back, I want to actually buy my own hammock and install mm-hmm. it wherever I live, but I can't do that here mm. uh, in like a rental um so it's like there's all these things now that I realize like I want but I need to be kind of like stable somewhere mm-hmm. yeah so it actually makes me look forward to like doing that again yeah was that a, was there ever a point that in your the past few months that you think that you could do this forever it's hmm. <laughs> a good question I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the times when I feel like that are probably when we are on vacation or something. Yeah. And I'm like, or when I'm working on the newsletter and I just like keep finding places I want to go. Yeah. And, and it, it, I do get anxious about like, oh, what's it going to be like if I get like a full-time job at a company again and I can't just like take off whenever mm-hmm. I want. And going from this year, which is like, I don't know, my dream, like traveling somewhere once a month to like not doing that anymore. It's going to be definitely jarring. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you balance that with your freelance work? Do you do part-time freelancing? Yeah. Yeah. Like all the, I mean, all the stuff is like, I guess 
it's all like scoped like kind of well enough um, mm -hmm. that I don't need to like work on it for like eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of the, at least so far, like the timelines have all worked out where it's like I've been able to like, if I need to go on vacation, like I'll just go. Um, and then like, I'll come back and resume what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. uh, there was like, I guess one like deadline, but uh, one of the projects I've worked on is a quarterly food history magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, so doing like the layout and stuff. And because that's quarterly, like I did have to take my laptop with me to Japan, which was not ideal. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, I try to work as much as I can when I'm in Bangkok. So I don't have to do that. Yeah. When we go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And next, next week you say you will be in Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's another vacation and trip that you will be writing yes. about, and you've been yep. planning months before already. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, how long would you be in Indonesia? Um, there for like I think nine days. Yeah. Which yeah. part of Indonesia will you be there for? Uh, so we're kind of like hopping around, which is also something that like. Um, for the most part, we do on like almost all of our trips. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like it's really hard for me to stay in like one place. Totally. I think I have like FOMO or I'm just like, yeah, as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I try to like, I feel like that's kind of the fun part of like planning the trips too is figuring out like what like circuit I want to mm -hmm. do. Like, yeah. what's the combination of places that like makes the most sense? Mm -hmm. um, that also still makes it feel like, oh, I could go back and like see like other places. Yeah. Um, so like this time, uh, so like I went to Bali in March with my best friend and mm -hmm. I liked it, but it was also, like, I had like mixed feelings about it. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, oh, I feel like there's like a lot of cool stuff. Like Bali is just like this one tiny island yeah. in Indonesia and there's so much more than that. Totally. Um, but there were definitely a lot of places even near Bali that like, I wanted to see, didn't have time to see then. So one of those places is Nusa Penida. Mm -hmm. It's like an island on the, the East Coast. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start there, um, spend a few days there, then go to um, the island of Flores, where Komodo Island is like kind of off of that. So yeah. that, and then fly back to, fly to Jakarta for mm -hmm. like two nights, um, just like spend a day there. Mm -hmm. on the way to Bangkok. Um, like another thing I like doing is like, I like to break up like flights that seem kind of long. So yeah. rather than going directly right. from Flores, which is like farther east to Bangkok, yeah. I was like, that sounds like a not pleasant flight to have. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, you just like go to Jakarta, go back west to Jakarta and mm -hmm. basically break up the flight in half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I totally agree with that. I try to break up as much like in reasonable chunks and then to yeah. get maybe another layover to see somewhere else yeah um, exactly right. yeah yes totally yeah so when you're traveling in like east like southeast asia area um how does how is language or culture differences between countries that um impact or making it easier or difficult for travel it's a good question so far i think so far i've been lucky that like it's I've only had like positive, I haven't had any like culture shock in a negative way. Great. Um, also like kind of an interesting thing compared to like being in the US is like everywhere I go in Southeast Asia, people seem like local people seem to think that I'm like one of them. Mm -hmm. So people speak to me in their language yeah. a lot. <laughs> and I'm usually just like a deer in headlights. Like I don't know, but I feel like it. <laughs> Like, at least it's, like, well, people talk to you, and then, like, even if they learn, like, you're, like, oh, I'm not from here, yeah. they're, like, nice to you. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's just been, like, super nice. Um, and it, to me, that's so different from being in America, where it's, like, as an Asian American, like, you don't always quite feel like you belong. Totally. But for me in this part of the world, it's just, like, a, like I, I like the, like, fact that I, if I don't, I don't have to say anything, people just assume yeah. they just treat you, or at least they treat me, like, um, like I belong, um, which is like a, a weird feeling, but hmm. I that's like a very special feeling. I think, yeah, you know, like knowing yeah. region and being in the states and being being Europe even feels very sometimes yeah. boring and 
yeah, be in the soil where everyone recognize you. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't really stand out. Like you just assume that. Totally. Um, but yeah, and it's I guess like the late with like language wise, um, I think it's where like because of the tourism industry, like a lot of places we've gone like like when you go to like hotels, restaurants, like most people speak English. Yeah. Um, in addition to like like we'll like learn like a few key phrases, but mm -hmm. outside of that, we haven't had too many issues. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your kind of, I kind of always hesitate to ask for advice. I think mm -hmm. advice is so personal, like it's based on your experience, but I'm so curious now that you travel so much in East Southeast Asia, any um, kind of big moment that you like, oh, like if I do this trip again, I would do something else mm -hmm. instead. That's a good question. Hmm. I think, I would, I feel like it again. Like it kind of depends on the place. Um, like, how do I describe it? I mean, like, yeah, like I guess like Indonesia is one where like I literally am trying to do the trip again. Where I was yeah. like, oh, like I wish that I. I mean, in some ways, I'm glad that I like, like I saw Bali. Like I know what's up now. Like I'm in some ways, it's like I got it out of the way, so I'm not yeah. curious, and I'm glad about that. But like, in some ways, I also wish that I like maybe had yeah like in my first time going to indonesia went somewhere else mm -hmm. um yeah I, I think like and i think in a lot of ways maybe bali is like is the thing that's taught me lessons for everywhere else i go because in some ways i worry that it's like um like it's almost like part parts of the island that are really heavily developed especially by western influences it's like almost like oh this could be what like this could be what places in Thailand like end up like and I don't really want that to happen so it kind of I think ever since that trip I've also been more like when I recommend places I'm like who's like who's profiting off of the place I'm recommending mm. yeah yeah um, just like a little bit more yeah thoughtful totally. about that yeah. yeah and how do you research and how do you find out um how does that kind of factor into the decisions in terms of like the hotel and places you want to stay and restaurants yeah. you eat at? It, it factors a lot. I would say it factors a little bit more into the hotels for me than the place to eat. I mean, I think it kind of depends on like, like sometimes it's like I really do crave Western food when I travel. So I'm like, yeah, like I'll eat at like a Western cafe and I don't have too many qualms about that. But like, um, yeah, for hotels, it's a lot of Googling, like a lot of deep, deep searching, because a lot of times, like, I feel like they purposefully obscure it, mm -hmm. because they, like, don't want people to realize that it's not, like, a local totally. um, me. But I've, like, it's been cool, because I've, like, especially for Thailand, discovered a lot of, like, Thai-based hospitality companies that yeah. I'm like, oh, this is cool that this is just, like, it's, like, they only work in Thailand, or, like, sometimes it's, like, Thailand and Lao, but they're like Thai based. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's such a fascinating aspect of doing travel research. And I feel like you should talk more about that in your newsletter. <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, about. I want to. Yeah. I mean, I will say in some ways it does, it's like good and bad. Cause like once I do find out about like one of those companies, like it does make me more likely to stay with them again. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, oh, I just, I know it's like a safe, Thing and yes. like adding the experience, mm -hmm. like I don't That's have to true. do research yeah. <laughs> in the future, but um, yeah, and then like I don't know, like there was like one of the places I stayed in Bali, um, it was like created by an Australian, which I was like, oh, like I don't know, but then I did talk to like the staff at the hotel, and they were like explaining that, like, they're like, well, like, um, apparently, like, if I think, I guess, if you're not Indonesian, you can't own property or land there uh -huh. so like say you have to go through like an indonesian company uh -huh. um, in that sense that's someone who actually like owns land i'm like okay i guess that's like a little bit better um yeah i don't know if there's like a like rigid rule but i feel like it's helpful to just know mm -hmm. <laughs> so that people can make their own decision yeah totally yeah no, that's really interesting yeah. yeah i don't usually think about that i think i it's it's kind of the maybe the the outer layers of things you think about in terms of like ethical products where you start with food and then maybe you start thinking about, you know, things you put on your skin and in your body and then, you know, clothing 
And then I think now that it's really cool that you're thinking about something that's even further away from that circle and just think about like how, okay, how can, how can that impact your yeah. well-being like from that, from that ethical perspective? Yeah. Cause I feel like, I mean, tourism, it just, it, it can go either way. Like it right. could either like help the country or it could be exploitive. And I feel like, yeah, like um, this is almost like the first part of that. It's like, who, well, who's the money going to? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. Like I, yeah, I would love to see you talking more about that, like in your newsletter or like, even just like, you know, this is, I'm not going to this place because of this reason. Yeah. That was really, really interesting. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, to me, I'm like, that's like, it's a little bit easier with like, yeah, like hotels in Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does take some research. I think to me, the, the area that's more gray to me is like with, it's actually probably in America with like Airbnb and like, yeah. uh, like gentrification. Like that to me is actually even more gray where I'm like, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Cool. Well, it's almost been an hour and I wanted to go to bed. It's 10 yeah. p.m. there. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I want to just like wrapping up by asking you if you have any kind of what are other big aha moment for the year um, for you as realizing something about yourself? Ooh, that's a question. I mean, I guess, um, yeah, I think actually the, one of the big aha moments is that I'm more outdoorsy than I thought I was or that I would give myself credit for. <laughs> Because I think, like, like growing up, like, I never, my, my parents actually did travel a lot, which is probably, like, why I'm so interested in it. Like, my dad worked for American Airlines. Um, and we, we did fly to a lot of places, but, like, I feel like they're also, like, you know, very, it's always, like, very, like, Asian-American household. Like, we didn't go on, like, ski trips or, like, camping or, like, totally, any, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So I've always, like, been more of, like, yeah, like, a city person. And, like, I've always liked the outdoors, but, like, um, like the open water like ocean has always kind of scared me and it still kind of scares me but I've been on a lot of trips this year that have forced me to like face that mm -hmm. like it's it's one of the things where it's like I'm not I'll get in the water like I'm not too scared to get in the water but I will like like usually when I go like snorkel like I won't go diving like I'm not there yet but like mm -hmm. I go snorkeling with Julius and I will like force him to hold my hand because I'm just like yeah. I want to just be like adrift yeah <laughs> Um, but the more that I do it, I feel like the more I'm like really enjoying it, getting comfortable with it, like mm -hmm. not getting like, like when I was a kid, I went on a cruise in the Caribbean and I, it was a snorkeling cruise and I was too scared to like let go of the boat and I was scared of all the fish touching me. And now I'm just like, oh, that's, yeah, like the fish can touch me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's it's like, a big moment. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a big, probably the biggest moment. It's just like, oh yeah, like this is like really cool. And like, mm -hmm. I've like never thought of myself as like a strong swimmer. I don't think I do still, but like, I'm like, oh, I'm strong enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. That's so cool. What yeah. else? Anything else that? Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess definitely just like, also, yeah, I guess some, in a similar vein that I also like like animals maybe more than I like. Mm -hmm. I mean, getting a dog was like the first step, but it was kind of like, oh, but it's like a dog. A dog yeah. is a very special, specific type of animal that loves humans back. But mm -hmm. um, I feel like a, another thing I just get a lot of joy out of where we go is like when we do get to interact with like wild or like see different types of wildlife. Mm -hmm. um, which actually has also led me to like thinking a little bit about the ethics there. Yeah. Um, I actually did get a, like a request from someone to kind of do a post focused on that, like, uh, like which, cause we did have to make some choices. Um, like we were we went to the Philippines and one of the islands we went to, it's really popular to go swim with whale sharks. But then mm -hmm. like, even just doing like a quick Google search, it's like, it's like, Oh, this is super controversial. It's yeah. not, probably not the right, the best thing to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, also, yeah, now that you mentioned that you get a request, so I wanted to ask more, one more question about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how often do you go to places because of requests versus, you know, inspire on your own? Yeah. That's a good question. I don't, I've actually, I don't think I would like 
go somewhere based on like a request at least not not right now when it's like so much of it is like my own money and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I, I want to go where I want to go but <laughs> I have I have thought about like like it might be cool to experiment with like if I narrowed it down to like three places to stay like which would people rather hear about or something mm, yeah like that um I actually get the most requests just for like recommendations like people are like oh like can you do like an Airbnb list for like this? Like I, a lot of people wanted recommendations for San Francisco because mm. I guess like a lot of people, a lot of people who subscribe to my newsletter work in tech and a lot of people yeah. want to travel yeah. to San Francisco or New York. Totally. Um, so I think that was just like a thing that people wanted. But yeah. So how do you, how do you, do you do any marketing for your newsletter or it's just very old? almost all organic uh, yeah it's like mostly all organic like I mean I I try to like you know use like Instagram and stuff yeah. like that um but I don't have any paid advertising yeah yeah so yeah I mean organic and yeah it's usually just like sometimes I get lucky and it's like um like there was like a moment where like um yeah it's like if this one uh media or like lifestyle company like features it then like that seems to catch the eye of other people in that industry mm. which helps yeah. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. just like, it seems like it's just like trial and error and experiment. Yeah. Yeah, it's so so cool to hear that you're just doing it out of, you know, pure, like, passion. Yeah. Doing it, like, go places where you want to go. And yeah. for you, knowing, knowing there's an end to that. I think, yeah, I kind of like keep coming back to that idea of like, yeah, like, it's not going to be forever, but this is all like, this is like an amazing period of a year yeah. that you're doing it. Yeah, and again, it's, like, so glad to do it now, like, like even my mom, my mom was, like, very, um, like, I guess, t timid about, like, she's, like, oh, you're not gonna work for a year, yeah. <laughs> Asian American yeah. mom, mm -hmm. but then, like, um, because she's, like, retired now, like, well, mm -hmm. mostly retired, um, like, she's self-employed, so it's, like, kind of her choice, but she, like, she's, like, yeah, you actually, it's really good that you're doing this now. Cause there's just like a lot of things that like now that she can travel, like there's things that like physically she can't do. Yeah. So she was like, it actually like is good yeah, to do it totally. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And that concludes the very first episode of FTW podcast. You can learn more about FTW retreat at forwomenretreat.com or follow us on Instagram at FTW retreat. See you next time.